You're now listening to Sound Talent Media. Check out more shows at SoundTalentMedia.com. This is the Jabberjaw Podcast Network. Good news for the following people. Good news to you if you live in Portland, San Francisco, Anaheim, Los Angeles, Phoenix, San Antonio, Dallas, Houston, New Orleans, Little Rock, or Memphis. And the good news is you get to come see Emory play the best set they've ever had with a bunch of songs that we've never done before for $10. That's great news. What's better than that is lowercase noises will be there with us. So go ahead over to emorymusic.com and check that out. I mean, don't check it out. Just go buy the daggum tickets. There's, there's no reason not to do that. I think it's a, it's a, a fair deal. Unless you don't like Emory, then just it's a bad, really bad deal in that case because you'd be paying money and doing something that you don't enjoy. But if you want to go out, buy a ticket for somebody else, go to an event, get out of the house, stop watching Netflix, come come watch a you know a rock concert. Say hey to me. I think you'll enjoy it. Or maybe you just want to stay home. And if you're a stay-at-home type, I'd advise starting your own podcast, recording music, doing that stuff. And if you're going to do any of that stuff or already do it, you got to get your gear from Broadcast Supply Worldwide. BSWUSA.com. That is the sponsor of this show that pays for this studio I'm in, that I get my microphones. I'm ordering some new microphones and stands and stuff right now. I get it from them. I ask them questions about gear because they know more than I do about it. They uh, are an incredible company, and there's zero reason that you would get any audio gear from anywhere else because the prices are great. Uh, they represent over 500 manufacturers from the biggest and the best, and they do. I mean, they do. They do the radio stations. Like if you hear a giant radio station with a million dollars of equipment, BSW is the person, the 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 company that's likely outfitted them with all their broadcast equipment. So it's not, and of course podcasting is big, but audio production, recording, music, broadcast, radio, internet radio, whatever you're doing, even live sound stuff, you can get there. Uh, they're great people. And now let me tell you the reasons why it's super no-brainer. It's no-brainer because if you spend over $100, you get free shipping. Uh, and also, oh yeah, I forgot, the prices are real good and you get 10% off whatever you buy if you use the promo code DOWN, like break it down, D-O-W. In. Use the promo code down, get 10% off, and go buy that microphone that you've been thinking about. I'm talking into a Heil PR40 at the moment. Uh, I like the SM7B. I sent that one over to Toby. He's using that one. You can get both of those there. I'm trying out an Audio-Technica mic here, too. I'm going to try to narrow it down and decide and get all the same mics, but I, I just like trying different stuff. And I get good advice for them, and I get good products from them, and so should you. So go to bswusa.com, get your 10% off, get your free shipping, get your new audio equipment that you're interested in, and you'll be supporting this show too. My guest today on the show is a new friend of mine named Ellen Morrow. We know a bunch of the same people. She uh, runs with Dan Koch, who does the Depolarized podcast. I know her husband a little bit. Um, she's in studio, which is always one of my favorites when I can get somebody interesting to talk to that I get to talk to face-to-face. You can probably find the video back on Bad Christian's Facebook, perhaps. Uh, but she came in in person to talk about a topic that's a little bit hard to talk about if you've ever been around it. The topic is abortion. And anytime people talk about that, it gets weird immediately. But I don't think it has to be that way. And as I say in this interview, I'm looking for people that are willing to, you know, do some free thinking, uh, to have some positions that are nuanced and complicated and not so silly, binary, and immature. And so I'm always excited to get to talk to somebody who's who can go kind of slow or a little more in depth and 
explore some nuance of stuff. And Ellen is that. She's a, she's a great speaker. Uh, I'm not, I don't know, she's not a public speaker. I mean, she's not even a podcaster or anything at this time, although I think I would like to see her do more of it. But she's well-spoken is what I'm trying to say here. So in that regard, she is and I am not. Um, but the conversation was really good. And I know everybody has a million thoughts on abortion. You may take issue with what she says or what I say, but that's just the way it goes. But I think what a what a great way to, to be able to spend an hour talking about a topic other than, you know, right in person and on a podcast. I think it suits way better than articles and Twitter and political protest and what you do outside of a clinic and who you uh, want to yell at at Thanksgiving dinner. I don't. I think this is probably one of the better ways to have conversations about topics like this. So forgive us for any factual errors we may have made or anything that we say that sounds overly obnoxious or offends any of your sensibilities. I don't know. I'm not much one for apologizing for offending people, but I do acknowledge this topic might be a little sensitive for some, but I hope you enjoyed the the one we had here. Uh, run the theme song, and here's here's Ellen. Break it down, Dada. Break it down, oh, break it down. Break it down, oh, break it down. Break it down, oh, break it down. Killing me a little bit. No, I know. <laughs> we'll keep getting abbreviated. Okay. Okay. So, what makes you nervous about doing this live, especially, or just doing it at all? Well, I'm nervous live because I don't, I'm, I don't know what I'm going to say. Um, but I'm nervous about this whole talking about this whole topic in a public forum because I really want people to know my heart on this, and I want people to understand um, that there is dialogue happening on this topic um, between people that that you wouldn't expect are talking about it. Mm-hmm. The new pro-life movement um, is people at the forefront of it are a lot of them are atheists and mm-hmm. feminists and it's really exciting and it's becoming like an anti-violent um, an anti-violence movement and mm. I just want to make sure that when I talk about it when I'm saying like things because I believe that killing baby abortion is murder you know uh-huh. so when I say things like that people kind of shut down and I want to be well don't able lead to, with that <laughs> I know I know I know but I I want to be able to explain where I'm coming from but also um, I have such a respect for the pro-choice movement and the yeah. people um, that are really passionate about it mm-hmm. and um I got together with a pro-choice friend of mine. Oh, man, she's so awesome. And her and I have been talking for this past year about starting our own podcast. Like, what would that look like um, about just having a whole uh, conversation surrounding abortion and um, talking to women who have had abortions um, based on this idea that we're not going to get anywhere if we don't talk to each other, if we don't have dialogue with each other mm-hmm. and we don't learn about like why each other feels this way, you know what I mean? Um, so I've made it sort of my mission starting this past year to start that dialogue and um, figure out the hearts of these women. If I'm going to say I'm pro-life and pro, like 
because I care about humans. That means I have to care about the human women that are having abortions, Mm -hmm. you know? That means I have to also think about if I'm pro-life and that means I care about humans, that means I have to think, like, how do I feel about war and the death penalty? I mean, all this kind of stuff kind of comes together and you have to make some big decisions, but I... I respect my pro-choice friends who know where they stand mm-hmm. more than I do um, most of the people that I, I think this is where my hate mail might mm-hmm. come from. Most of the f- people that I know who claim to be pro-life um, or because they identify as Christians, they just assume they're pro-life. Yeah, that's true. But they're not talking about it and um, they're not necessarily against it but they're not for it it's just gross to me um and i think that as humans we really have an obligation to um know what abortion really is mm-hmm. understand how we feel about it and make decisions make decisions based on that mm-hmm. louis ck did you see his new stand up yeah i thought it was really freaking good. brilliant I, that, yeah i love just, when people use i wish we could insert clip yeah well, we might can do that. I'll, I'll oh, look and see if so we can do good. that. We can at least point people to it. But I think that's really good. So, I mean, he's obviously a pro-choice person. But well, he, is he? I think so. I mean, I I took it that way. But I, here's what I here's the thing. I'm almost only attracted to nuanced points of views and people that are willing to lay bare the, the faults of or consider the other views. I think that's the only thing that makes any sense. I think we're yeah. polluted right now with. Um, people selling certainty on platforms and drives me crazy. And so, yeah. so this is an issue that's really, really difficult to, to talk about at all because everybody feels judgment immediately. And the consequences, as Louis points out in that bit, are extreme. I mean, it's an yeah. ex- very extreme. It's either extreme taking thing. a shit or, or it's, it's killing a baby. Right. It's either taking a shit or <laughs> killing a baby. It's either n- nothing or it's yeah really something. And he goes so far as to be able to paint it in the light that honestly, probably obviously it's killing a baby, but, but women should be able to yeah, do it. Yeah, it's just great. Like, I'm, I'm so glad. Like, I, I love brilliant. the use of humor like that. And I hope that conversations like this can do that. But when you when you put, and that's why I want you to feel comfortable because you can take that lesson from Louie. He's a master, of course. He's using yeah. comedy. But when you get to hear somebody deliver something and you feel like they're really barking at truth and not trying to make a point or be political yeah. and have a conversation with somebody like me, yeah. that will come through. So you may have stuff wrong. You may change your position later. So sure. might somebody else. And people, I believe, understand that in a podcast medium. Yeah. And that's why shows like... Depolarize are important, and just trying to just trying to do it. So anyway, mm-hmm. I I'm got recommended to talk to you by Dan Coke mm-hmm. from Depolarize. So I'm glad that that you're here. Depolarize is great. Listen to it. Yes, Depolarize <laughs> is a great podcast. Ellen helps Dan with that. Um, but I'm really glad to to be able to get in this topic a little bit, uh, and I'd love to just find some of the really hard questions that you said that you have to decide on and and get into there. Yeah. I'll just tell you a quick background on me is to me. I find many, many topics, I find myself changing my views a lot on a lot of stuff, especially over the last decade or five years. Uh, And I tend to maybe be moving in a general left direction, even though I hate to say that, but I'm looser and less conservative. I'll at least say that. You mean politically and socially? Maybe just in general. Like I feel like I'm loosening up on things that I thought were clear or binary, and I probably had a conservative leaning on many of those things, whether mm-hmm. socially, theologically, or, or whatever. Yeah. Not, I'm not speaking about economics here, but um, I may still find I may still be relatively conservative economically. But um, 
but there's certain issues. Oh, let's say marijuana, for instance. Obviously, oh, yeah. here, where are we going with certain things? It's so obvious that uh, gay marriage and, and marijuana, that we're just going a direction and it's yeah. fine. I mean, it's that's just kind of obvious. That's yep. just kind of the way I look at it. And there's, it's not ever going to go back and forth on those. That's a one way ticket. We're all going there. Yeah. Everybody just chill out. This is, this is, this is, seems silly. Now, Abortion, I feel so not that way about. Like, it's like, wait, that's not the same thing it's at all. And I don't think thing. it's a pet issue. I just think it's just clearly not at all one of those social issues that's changing over time to where, oh, yeah, now eventually we're going to all go here. I don't think that's true yeah. at all with this issue. In fact, I would go so far as to say um, the only maybe slightly unique thought I have on the matter is including te- that technology will be the solution for it ultimately. It's not going to be one. Uh, I don't believe that it'll be won and lost by convincing people, honestly. I think at some point it'll be like, oh, whenever you're, everybody's born in a way and then whatever time you want to start having kids, you go to the doctor and they turn your uterus on or something. Like, And at I, that point, there will no, be so no... I wish that was true. Well, it, it may be. I'm <laughs> just, just saying in 100 <laughs> years, in 200 years, whatever, yeah. there'll yeah. be just some genetic suppression... <laughs> that is already turned on in humans that is turned off. When, yeah. when you decide you want to have a baby, it's as easy as you just turn it on and then you can. So, that, so I think yes. eventually we will eliminate unwanted pregnancies. They won't exist. We won't even have to talk about this And then anyway. when we do, we will clearly look back on this period as, <laughs> oh my gosh, that was, yeah. Like yeah. everybody on both sides will go, well, they were having a nuanced fight and I can understand <clears> the points <throat> of view, but clearly that was a horror like factory farming. It's just yes. like that's a horror, a stain on w- where we have been. Yeah, that's what I nobody, feel like. It'll I mean, be. I think everybody, every level-minded, normal, healthy person can mm-hmm. agree it would be great to have less abortion. Yes, and that's ultimately where I am now. A year ago, the idea of talking about abortion made me want to throw up because I was so anxious about it because I didn't know how to talk about it and I didn't know anything about it. And that's when I realized, oh, my gosh, I need to do some research. I really need to just figure out where I feel about this and whether it be – it's almost like apologetics for me. You know, I Mm -hmm. need to know really how I feel about it so I don't get so nervous every time it gets brought up because I just like – I don't want to be a bumbling mess. Mm -hmm. I actually love talking about it now. It doesn't give me anxiety in that way because I know where I stand now. And I feel like, I mean, I don't like to argue about it necessarily, but I love to have conversations about it. Well, let's start with conceding the things that we understand about pro-choice, which I think we've already kind of done a little bit. I would I would acknowledge that people that even that are pro-choice, that they, I don't believe that they're anti, I don't think they're pro-killing babies. No, I don't there think, are some you know, weird ones that are, but we, for the sake of this conversation, let's not count them. Right, so I agree okay. with you that for the most part, even somebody that I may be, I, I don't think of them as opponents. I just, I don't even think, I don't even really think of as opponents or a battle. It's just, we're trying to think through this stuff. And I think I've got a pretty good beat well, on, sort of it, on reality, but maybe ballot, I don't. Ballot, yeah. yeah, maybe intellectual. But even the people that, if you wanted to call them opponents, I give them a good amount of credit because at some point there is the difficult choice of of a woman's right does bump in at some point. Yeah. It, there, it, that, that does come in somewhere yeah. at some point, no matter what. So That sucks. I mean, the whole thing sucks. Mm-hmm. Nobody is having a good time talking about yes. this. They're not just the bad guys out there. Yes. Right? There's many reasonable pro-choice right. people that you know, like, and respect, and yeah. even women that have had abortions. Oh, yeah. And I know, I know a couple women who have had abortions and used it as birth control. Mm-hmm. There's a, so I've had several. And... 
it's, man, it's tough. Well, here's something I thought the other day, and tell me how you think about this. It it, it occurs to me that our total, the, the certainty of our stance on how it's murder doesn't totally hold up under the scrutiny under the scrutiny of I know people that've had abortions and when I'm around them I don't feel like oh shit this is a murderer. Yeah. I don't think that about them. Yeah. I don't think this is a baby killer. I think oh no, I feel bad for this person. Mm-hmm. I wish yeah. it would turn out differently. I love them. It's okay, but it's not I mean, I don't think oh this is a dumbass murderer here. Everybody yeah, watch out. Sure. Or I'm uncomfortable. I don't think that. Well, so, but that's But what I would the if they put their baby in a dumpster. Right. After it was born, I would. So, so clearly, I've got dissonance there, right? Well, and it's confusing. All, I mean, under the abortion umbrella, there is just like there's personhood, there's legality, there's all of these things, these completely separate topics to talk mm-hmm. about, but they all kind of bleed into each other. And um, I believe that every single person, whether you care about abortion or don't care, you've got to figure out when you believe a person is a person. And I respect people who, you know, have different views than I do, but just Figure out what you think. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Well, like, let's work on that a little like, bit. Like people, there's so many arguments. It's like, and I don't want this to turn into just a pro-life stance because I and I, I promised my pro-choice friend that I'd mm-hmm. give her a shout out today and, and talk about some of um, the assumptions that they make about pro-lifers. Um, but people say, well, they can't feel pain. Okay, well, let's talk about like nerve development. Mm-hmm. When a baby has their full set of nerve endings, can't we at least talk about that? Or, I mean, heart beating. There's every. Just last week, um, there's this that study that was put out where, and I don't even know how they did it, but they showed fetuses in utero. Mm-hmm. They showed them images, and all of the fetuses responded to the images were of human faces. So they showed them like inanimate objects and then a human face and they responded to face. Stuff like that. I mean, if we're talking about clumps of cells, like I get that argument, but I believe that science points to, yeah, that's, a, that's something else. Almost you know? nobody's okay with the 38-week abortion, right? Almost nobody. Almost right? nobody. Right. Okay. And <laughs> almost nobody is, almost nobody's that freaked out by a misimplantation at two days. Right or an ectopic. Ectopic. Well, and that's ectopic's a, a little different. That's, that's different. that actually yeah. freaks me out. It freaks. It should freak out. But everybody. but I mean, a missed <laughs> a, a, a one day late period doesn't really bother me. Now, I, we sure. my wife and I've had a miscarriage too, yes, and that too. has changed my thinking a little bit in yeah. an unexpected way. But we'll get to that later. But at least most people are against thirty nine week abortions, and very little people think it's a mourn a mourn like you know. A one-day-old misfertilization, yeah. but the, if you want to start at brass tacks, it's it's at least. Tell me where you have studied on the science of if you want to be the hardest line possible, which makes a lot logical sense to me. Mm-hmm. Is once there's a unique genetic code created, there's separate DNA. That that's a, that's the DNA of a person. I mean, that at least it's no, that clumps of tissue. Do, yeah, they're not clumps of they, those it would clumps be of your tissue. DNA if, right. Yes. So that just the creation of even that even that's still before is implantation is the next thing. That's a few days, right? Right. Like it's still not even implanted. And Which is a where, lot of, like yeah. if you have, and this is also super controversial because most of my friends have IUDs, but ethically, it's like I have some issues with IUDs. Beca- you know what IUDs are? Yeah, it's where the you plug gadget. up the uterus. Stick it in there. Yeah. 
Um, Plug up the hole. Yeah, I okay. actually learned that the history of that is camels crossing the desert. They used to stick rocks up their oh, vaginas. Well, it Can makes I say sense. But well, what's the problem? Yeah, you can say whatever you want. Um, what is the problem anyway, with so the IUD? If, if you believe that conception is where life begins, uh-huh. then you believe that that life has begin begun before implantation. Correct. Yeah. Right. So if the um, some contraceptives make your uterus an in what is that word uninhabitable, uh-huh. sort of a hostile environment. So it keeps it from implanting. So the so sperm you, goes up where the egg is, which is where originally. <laughs> Sex 101. Yeah, I know. Yeah. But the, the sperm goes to where the egg, where's the egg at the time of fertilization? It's down, I'm showing, I'm showing. It's, I'm not a scientist, Matt. It's, uh, I wish we had a diagram we could show. But it, but the IUD keeps it after it's fertilizing from going to the uterine wall to implant. Right, it just doesn't allow it. So most people, but it could be fertilized before could, that. Basically, what I'm saying is, um, with with some with most IUDs, um, you could be having conception and not know it. Is what I'm right. saying. Potentially abortive would be a potentially. Term. So do I judge people that have IUDs? No, because I get it. It's like we're talking about clumps of cells, if you will. Yeah. But for me personally, because I have decided to make sort of a line. Where's your line? My line is conception. Moment of conception is your line. Yeah, is that man. the only logical place to stop as far because as you can? once something has begun, it continues until you stop it or it stops naturally. Mm-hmm. Agreed? Mm-hmm. But so, now we got to get into the butts, I guess, after that. But then the entire, but then everybody's opinion about like what makes things okay. And I don't want to be ad hominem say, well, it's a different thing. But for so, does that mean that the, you know, like uh, the IVFs and stuff like that, you wind up fertilizing multiple eggs that never crazy, and then you throw some in the garbage. Right, and you have to, but you have to say you're against that if you take your position, right? right? Isn't that crazy? So you hold that. I have to. You have to, right? So, yeah. Do I go around talking about that? No, because that's cra- that sounds crazy to me. Mm-hmm. But I believe that life happens at conception. Mm-hmm. The end. Mm-hmm. Not the end, the beginning. The beginning, yeah. yeah. Right. Um, but even... But yeah. I realize that there are things like that to say, okay, well, Ellen, you can't be... there. I believe that there can't... I love absolutes. Yeah. I love it. I also love science. I love black and white. I love that science doesn't change. We just change how much we know about it, mm-hmm. which is why, like, viability, for example, is different no matter what states you go to. Yeah, yeah it's probably not viable. It doesn't make any sense to yeah. me. Yeah, viability is not a great argument because no. you couldn't have, it wasn't viable 100 years ago at yeah, 28 weeks or whatever. Um, do you like, do you listen to Radio Lab? Uh, sometimes, yeah. One of my favorite, yeah, very favorite shows. Um, Jay and Robert are wonderful together and they you can just tell they disagree on a lot of Mm -hmm. like really core like worldview stuff and they did this episode a long time ago called 23 weeks six days you listen to it i think so a long time ago it's just brilliant they did a really good job of telling the story about this woman who was 23 weeks six days pregnant she went into preterm labor had the baby and then there was of course this ethical dilemma of like do we save this baby's life because it's not technically viable, you know. Anyway, so then at the end of the episode, a lot of time passes and they go to visit the house and this little Talk girl is just kid, playing yeah. around. And right. it's just, they did such a good job because they didn't, um, 
They didn't, they didn't spoil talk whether about, or not. Like, whether it was right or wrong yeah. or whatever. They didn't even t- mention abortion or anything, but it just really resonated with me and I hope with a lot of other people to just think like, oh man, a person, um, it, the only difference between a fetus and a, and a, a baby is time, or a fetus and a, an adult is time, mm-hmm. you know? Yeah, I mean, the potential's there. I mean, I guess, I don't know, but you, you at least draw a line, at least sure. in sperm, it spilled. Sperm's oops. not a person. Let's just make that real okay. clear because a lot of people believe that. Yeah, that's, that seems goofy. I mean, to me, the clearest place to begin would be DNA. DNA. And yeah. then after that, I could go as far as implantation personally. Sure. I got no, I, I, I mean, I, 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 I'm, fi- I'm actually fine with that. Like, yeah. I don't actually have a problem with IVF. If I'm, if I'm being honest, I, I probably either, should. I, <laughs> I probably should, but yeah. I'm, I'm weak enough intellectually or lazy enough morally to say that doesn't seem to bother me. Well, but it's just really not on the forefront. It's not a priority mm. for you to figure it out right mm. now, which I get. But I mean, I would do it in a heartbeat if I couldn't have kids. That's yeah, what I'm telling right? you. Like, I know that's true. I, I know, know I would do it. So, Can't we get to a spot, though, where we're just using the one instead of, like, 20? Oh, I hope so. That's what I, say. I think technology is going to solve gun control and abortion yeah. and almost all of our problems. But and then we'll it live might in a utopia. Years. No, I don't, it won't be that. But I'm just saying the problems we do have, I don't believe there will ever be a utopia, <laughs> I don't think. But the problems we do have, I think, are not going to be solved by convincing 50% yes. of people. That movement's never going to well, happen. Well, we're just it's demonizing just, be, them. Yeah, so it's not like we'll eventually convert 100% of people to the right point of view. That's, that's just not how it works. But... Culture will change, systems will change, technology will yeah. change, and I hope these problems get solved. But it it does seem clear to me that pro-choice people throw trot out all the good arguments and well buts as an ag- none of which stand on their own, but it's just a bunch of aggregates to say, but it's okay or it, it's mm. worth it or you know. There's even people that make reasonable points on who who's to say that maybe we shouldn't get rid of of certain amounts of births even at birth i mean you can make that Let's argument just get rid of the, the bad ones yeah i mean you can make that i mean it's not it's, it, it doesn't even have to be an immoral argument to say that we're going to put the most value on the good of society over individuals that's a that's a okay mm. that's a way to think that is not yeah inherently evil right i don't believe so yeah. but everybody butts up somewhere everybody does mm. have to draw a line somewhere or you have to be lazy and not think about it. Is well, that where most people are? Well, but I think that are? that's negligence. I think that especially, especially because Christians, I think we, I don't know, I think we have a responsibility to at least um, take ownership of that this topic. You know what I mean? And Because we're the ones that are supposed to be loving people really well. Mm-hmm. We're not doing that. And the Christians that have gone before us, and have been really shitty to people who are pro-choice, have made the work harder for people like mm-hmm. me. And that's why I'm more angry at the pro-lifers whose approach is like Westboro Baptist Church style. Yeah. And it's ruining it for people like me. Um, and it's just, it takes a lot more work for me to engage in dialogue with people. And people, my pro-choice friends, especially my atheist pro-choice friends, are always really sort of surprised. Like, where did I come from? Right. But I I need there to, I know that there are more people like me. And the solution, because everybody wants a solution, because everybody agrees there's a problem. Mm-hmm. But the solution is less abortions or no abortions and the only way we're going to get there is if we talk about it i mean it's the number one issue that is breaking down the relationship between women period 
Okay, let's let's get in there because you did say a minute ago. I don't know if it's on or off that there are is a lot of movement where there's feminists and atheists mm-hmm. and science that's now just pro right pro pro life. life. Tell me about that. Yes, I am a part of. Well, it's on Facebook, but it's legitimate. It's there's a legitimate legit stuff on Facebook. community. Yeah. I'm a part of the atheist and agnostic pro life league. Uh-huh. And it's, you don't have to be actually. You don't have to, to be, which is very cool. You have to be cool. respectful, maybe. I yes, and the whole purpose of the group is that they understand. Well, one, they just want to be able to encourage each other and give each other resources on all of this, um, but also they allow people of faith to come in because they want so desperately for people of faith to understand why they are pro-life. Mm-hmm. And honestly, I still don't get it holy because I am a Christian and because I feel that we get our value and worth from Christ. Mm -hmm. But as just humans, they have a very much like a human rights view towards it, even though they are atheists. They they would say the human rights of the conceived, are most of them a conception, the Mm -hmm. same line as you? Yeah. I mean, it gets there's some murky... Area mm-hmm. like in the very beginning, and they just yeah. stand on the human rights and yeah. anti-violence. I against mean, you that. don't get to, you don't get to choose for someone else. I mean, that's sticky though. It is because sticky, I have. Man. I don't I've been like thinking it. about this a lot. Help me think through this. I've been thinking about that a lot. How much of my children's lives is like they're eight months and almost four years old, and man, gosh, there's so many things that. I and their mother do to them that are not really okay and that they can't give consent for and there's just nothing we can do about it. It's just, they, you know what I mean? Like, yeah. they didn't have a choice to exist. We chose for them to exist right. and we put them in a position where their consent is not required or even possible for many, many things from the way yeah. we touch them to where what they do, what they don't do it, and there's no way around it. But yeah. I've caused them to exist and then violate unbelievable amounts of consent and so for that reason i'm of the point of view that no kid ever this is the only way i can make sense of my head no kid can ever i mean no parent can ever deserve anything from their kid never no they don't oh no my don't my parents i don't owe them anything I really believe that. My kids don't owe me a no. thing. There's no thing I can ever say to them. It's like, but I'm your dad and I did this I and now you diapers. owe me this. Mm-hmm. No. Nope. No, I do not think not that. Not your problem. And I hope that you. they'll be nice to me and sure. appreciate things yeah, and yeah. stuff, but they, I don't deserve shit from them ever. Agreed. Their whole life, no matter what. That's Agreed. my, at least my thinking. And that's my way to, to combat the fact that they didn't get to consent to exist, no. for me to wipe them, for me to tell where they them. live. That, yeah. So. Yeah. But consent, though, being the topic there, is so bizarre. Oh, like, like, of, of course, like, you've already just—it's just so weird. You've made a thing exist, and now you can't consent. It can't consent to if it got to exist in the first place, which it almost violates consent. Like the creation of the thing almost violates a consent yeah. in a way, and then the termination of it certainly does. Yeah, it's just—I don't know what to do. I mean, I always like to go back to this horrible statistic that all my friends hate, but it's true, one hundred percent of people who have an opinion about abortion were not aborted. That's right. I mean, what? I was on this, um, so this Facebook group that I'm on, someone posted this screenshot from this argument they were having with someone. And someone said, if you haven't been aborted, stay out of it. Yeah, I, I, I made what? that, I made that joke on the Bad Christian Podcast that? the other day. 
it came to me. I said, I was amazed. It was a kind of a, a, cr- a crude joke, but I felt like it was very defensible. I said, oh, we, we, we sh- three straight white men can't have this yeah. discussion without an uh, aborted fetus present, which is a vulgar joke in a way, but it's an anti-abortion joke that, that demonstrates that, that, that point yeah. exactly. So they, And they were nervous, like, oh, you shouldn't have said that or whatever. It didn't get a yeah. laugh, but I thought it, it uh, illustrates that point. I appreciate it for that, what that it's that worth. I'm super pro-life, and I think that's funny. <laughs> but that's true. I mean, yeah. anybody that has any opinion is somebody that didn't get yeah. murdered in a womb. At least, if you want or to say that extreme, terminated, terminated whatever it, yeah. the vocabulary. I don't know if I think murder. I really guess I don't think murder it's isn't murder. exactly okay, the way I feel about it. Here's something that, you, right. and maybe you've heard this before. If a drunk driver, okay, let's say a woman is pregnant mm-hmm. and she's on her way to the abortion clinic. Have you heard this analogy no. before? Pregnant on her way to the abortion clinic, she gets hit by a drunk driver, kills her and her fetus mm-hmm. unwanted fetus unwanted she's already declared unwanted yep, and is she's on, on her, her way, way. To she's terminate got the that appointment made that drunk driver in theory by law uh-huh. would go to prison for two life sentences mm-hmm. had he missed her by an inch no problem that baby is not alive but it was alive but it wasn't it was alive. that's not his choice that's when it gets murky mm-hmm. is like why how Who's deciding whose life is worth living? Yeah. That, to me, the women's body is not the totality of their life and is therefore less valuable than an entire life. So it sucks if I didn't have, let's say, let's see, let's think of an area of my life. If I didn't get to have arms. Okay. Right? It's my (laughs) arms, but I'm not allowed to use them. Okay. That oh, wouldn't supersede a, a, an entire life of a uh, fetus. Like, it'd be m- my right to use my arms. Yeah. But if I had to forfeit the use of them, for make them go numb the rest of my life yeah. for some other being to, to live, then I think that takes a back seat. So there's a portion of a woman's life and choice that they should have. 100%. Reproductive and you know freedom and rights. But yeah. that's, that's only a portion of her life. It's the entirety of that fetus's life. Yeah. So the math to me... Yeah, then I can't, it's, I can't and get to out me, of it. that's why I love I love science and I love math and I love statistics. Like uh, I think I honestly think it was a John Piper quote, so forgive me everybody. But um I read something like abortion kills more, more black people mm-hmm. in 4 days, weeks, days I think than the KKK has in 150 years. Mhm. Is that wild? I mean, do black lives matter? What are we talking about? Mm-hmm. There's just so many, there's so many little kernels of sort of like, well, think about it this way. Think about it this way. And that is what I want so desperately for my pro-choice friends to just like resonate with. But unfortunately, everybody's so focused on, well, you guys are coming at it from a religious perspective and you're judging me and you don't think I have rights and you're against my rights and all these things. And it's just like, how do we break this down so you guys know that I care about you? Yeah. But I also care about babies. That's what I, that's mm-hmm. where we have to get. Because demonizing people who believe that abortion is acceptable 
is not going to make any it's less completely abortions. not pragmatic at least it doesn't right? work i mean not only is it just hurtful it's not helpful it's not even going to help your cause like yeah. you basically at that point when you are holding a sign or doing oh something there's there's even i don't know i even get lost on that i can make an argument both ways but in general it seems that that really obnoxious pro life point is ineffective or counterproductive mm-hmm. to the pragmatic goal of lessening the amount of abortions. Well, it makes occur. you realize that most people aren't for that goal. Most Well, right. They, they, they get something just, else out yeah. of that, like a mm-hmm. moral superiority or tribal Judgment something. Feels Judgment feels good. Anger feels good. Yeah, right. Yeah, that, the self-righteousness. Those yeah. things are attractive, and that seems to be what's driving a lot of it. It's not the actual <sighs> pragmatic thing of lessening abortions. And no. it's a constant pain point of mine that I hate politics entirely because it's completely seems ineffective mm-hmm. and abortion's a good point of that one time when we and emory were playing in washington dc somebody asked us to come to the capitol building and meet with a senator i think it was rick santorum actually or something some conservative guy and his aides, and then he came in and met with us and gave us a bunch of literature about abortion. And what they told us was, and I, I don't even remember, okay. I'm not going to say this exactly right, but I thought I found it interesting. They were like, look, what we do here doesn't change anything. Like, oh, we're going to do legislation, but and they showed us the graph of Roe versus Wade and the amount of abortions that we're having, and then the year it became illegal, and they showed the graph of abortions, and it didn't, it just didn't legal? even change. I think when they first... I don't even know the history of it, okay. but the, when it was at po- some point it was illegal and some point it was legal, back and forth at, or oh, in some way, and the rate of abortions and how many were occurring mm-hmm. was unaffected by legislation. So yeah. I'm not, the legislation has a point, and I'm not an anarchist or anything like that, but sure. their point to us was, you guys are in culture. You got people listen to you. You have influence. The mm-hmm. stuff you say and do matters. The right. stuff we say and do they're it's not, not the way they put it, but that anybody. doesn't matter what the law is on many issues yeah. like this. And so when you're just playing the legislation game, it seems to Well, doesn't not culture change laws? Right, laws of course. That's the, that was their point. Yeah. And I was like, whoa, here these politicians are telling us effectively the message I got from their from horse's their mouth their is mouth, what yeah. we do isn't going to change anything. Yeah. What you do does. And so therefore, to, for me to go and say I'm going to be political in my approach and seek legislation change seems stupid yeah. like I'm not even interested I don't even so participate then what do we do? so then what do we have I'm just gonna do this it's fine so we have relation like just dialogue mm-hmm. right right that's better it's way better and if it cha- I mean the legislation will be an outflow of that because these be- slimy politicians I'm not naming them or whoever they're just gonna pass whatever we want strategically anyway in yeah. the end so why don't we try to influence the culture itself and then again you're back to being judgmental seems counterproductive to that Man. so if you're not going to give your people that you disagree with credit and try to understand it and try to agree and, and be willing for them to change you too you got it you got it. to be willing and to, i have to, changed so much by being in dialogue with my my pro choice friends because it's not that i'm changing my view on the science portion of it mm-hmm. because Science doesn't change, but I changed my view on the the why, the why people are having abortion and how hard it is, and it's not easy. I mean, there are some wacky ones that, honestly, I, I used to, I worked in women's healthcare for about six years at an OBGYN and midwifery clinic, and um, there were women who called to make appointments for abortion like they were calling to get their nails done. Mm-hmm. 
and it was just heartbreaking. And I think they, those women do a disservice to the women who really are make, are devastated by the choice that they feel they have to make, which brings me to, okay, if we all want to have less abortions— and women feel, we you know, talk about how we f- they feel like they have to make this decision, right? Mm-hmm. How can we give them resources to give them a way out so they don't have to make this decision? Mm-hmm. There's this Catholic, or so I think there's this notion that, you know, if Obama actually once said, and I really like him as a guy, mm-hmm. but this broke my heart. He said, uh, and I'm not going to get this verbatim, but he said something like abortion makes it possible for our daughters to be able to achieve their goals and dreams. Mm -hmm. And I think as a culture, that's what we kind of, that's how we live. Abortion um, for a lot of women makes it possible for them to achieve their academic goals, their career goals. um, And by, by perpetuating that we are, we are by default saying mothers are not capable of achieving academic mm-hmm. and career goals. True. And aren't we supposed to it's be empowering women? That's message there. That's it's right. bullshit is what yeah. I think. And especially now as a mom where yeah. it's like I need to figure out where my identity really is. Um, as an entrepreneur especially, it's like, well, wait a second. I have a baby and I also care. I also want to do this and this yeah. and this. So aren't we supposed to be like – um, celebrating women and giving them resources. It's yeah. its crazy. So yeah. there's... Uh, a, I mean, how about just like... I mean, I understand there's a difference in women and men, and but at least all we're talking... I sound like I'm diminishing it, but the birth and the delivery, that's one part of being a parent. Like, I'm a parent. It hurts hey. It hurts my entrepreneurial life, I can assure you. <laughs> no. But on the other I'm, hand, it empowers yeah. me and gives me motivation and other things yeah. that, that I could... I could assume or guess it could empower a mom like I've been through that even for nine months or for oh, even a year and a half I was out of the workforce but I'm a different person as a result I get the baby up for adoption or I re- keep the kid anyway yeah. here's me now yeah. I have a totally it's not necessarily even a negative for your career and maybe depending it's, on your amount of privilege or that you could sure. afford to do that I don't know but there, it's not as simple as less Maternity leave, less pay, oh being held and, down. Know, That's too simplistic. Like, well, it's not that simple. It's. I just want to say to every person who is pro-choice, I get that it's not simple. You know what I mean? It's mm-hmm. not like I think it's this. It's just like going through a drive-through. I'm not an idiot. You yeah. know what I mean? It's so devastating. Um, but if if we care about women's rights, we gotta care about women and their opportunities and giving them education. I mean, if if we really want women to stop having unwanted pregnancies, we got to stop the pregnancies. So would you go... You know what I mean? Would like, you let's go talk there. about that. Let's, yeah, talk so about, let's talk about that. Would you, do you want to... Do you support most birth control and even Planned Parenthood giving out condoms and doing preventative I stuff? I love condoms. Yeah. Huge fan of condoms. Uh-huh. And what about Planned Parenthood being given out and supporting birth control hey, and not doing abortions, which seems great. reasonable to me. Good Ab- for them. Yeah, and I don't want to talk about like politics... Really, but the only reason that I'm like super bummed on Planned Parenthood is it's just a private organization mm-hmm. that is doing something that half the country is morally 
really upset about, and it just doesn't make sense for us to all yeah. be paying for it. Right. But in general, you support <clears throat> yes. sex education, birth oh control, condoms in high school. M- Matt, my like, dream obviously. job is like junior high sex ed. Middle school. Junior. And give them condoms oh. too, right? Well, condoms, yeah, but I also want to show them all the pictures of all the things that you can contract. Uh-huh. I mean, I'm serious. I just want people to. I'm. I've been using the fertility awareness method for the last like six years, so I haven't been on birth control. Is that TMI? Nope. Um, and it was as I'm 33 now, so you know, in my late 20s, and married, and I, for the first time in my life, I understood my reproductive crazy system. And I'm not alone. Mm-hmm. I mean, I give this book out now for wedding gifts because old <laughs> women my age couldn't even draw a no, diagram. They don't know nothing. That it's is a huge problem. Completely <laughs> absurd. Yeah, it's rare. Women absurd. think that they can just get pregnant any day of the week all, all the time. Why is why don't women understand? I mean, I, it seems taught. that women don't even understand their anatomy that well. They don't, which is because all we're taught when we're younger is okay, the sex part, mm-hmm. the penis and the vagina, and then there's some there's like a wiggly sperm cartoon, and then there is an egg somewhere, and then there's like the drilling of the sperm into the egg, and then all of a sudden the woman is nine months, ten months pregnant. Mm-hmm. It's like. Well, wait a second. How? Where is that egg coming from? How did you grow up? Like, was it conservative? Like you, they didn't want you to know. Kid, okay, conservative, okay. and homeschooled. Oh, okay, there isn't you that go. something? There you go. So they, for instance, <clears throat> when you say you want to show middle schoolers what gonorrhea is and yes. give them condoms at the same time, you're <laughs> well, you, you wait, just I don't feel use fear as a tactic, but I just want them to true know information. What can really yeah, because but but people like you may have, or I'm not. I don't know about you, but obviously most parents go. I don't want them even exposed to this stuff because the base mm. fear is if they know about sex, they'll have sex or well, something. Like that ridiculous. that whole mentality, that's I think, is, is a bad problem. And I think it leads to this thing, which is just like one of the most devastating of all is we're against abortion until I need one. That's the one that just, I can't get a grip on it. And, and it that is, is so most, unbelievable you know, common. I, How many conservative Christian moms will take their 16-year-old, 19-year-old to the clinic and they'll be back on the picket line that's just what they do the the last chart that I saw uh, most abortions in America are by white um, Mm -hmm. evangelical yeah, right. That makes sense because it's just repressed. They didn't know not to get pregnant. They could have never had a condom. They told themselves they wouldn't have sex. Of course, they do anyway. And then you've worked yourself into that right. hole. And of course, that's going to be the logical but, and conclusion. Then that's when fifty percent of people tell you is what you should do anyway. Yeah. yeah. Crazy. I oh, mean, it's, it's just. But that's all about the repression and suppression of the information itself at an early age. Well, and also like people use the, well, what about rape and incest, which. Whoa, okay. Oh, yeah. That's dev that's crazy. Let's talk about that. That's devastating and tragic. Okay. Well, that's less than one percent of abortions mm-hmm. in this country. As as someone who likes math, that is not a good argument for the case if you're using like less. Sure. It's like Trump saying all Mexicans are rapists, so we gotta get rid of all of them. Mm-hmm. It's like, well, Right. No, well, yeah. that you can't. That can't be your reason for getting rid of the Mexicans. Well, assume, well first of all, the sense. law is really clear. That's also wrong for more reasons than just well, that. Should, but the law is very flexible in, and there's always going to be a difficulty assessing it. But you know, there's plenty of things in the law where it's, things don't have to be black and white. There's 
language for reasonable this and yes. that. I mean, there's plenty mm-hmm. of ways to do that. For instance, killing you murder is illegal, except for somebody breaks in your house and attacks you. Okay, yeah. okay, so we can write that in. I mean, laws change whether or not. Even if you wanted yeah. to concede, like I think rapes should still have to go to term. At least you could you would gladly take concede. Okay, well, I'll give you that one, and we'll still mm. be on the right track of reducing. Oh, yeah. abort- I mean, you know what I mean. Yeah. You could it, we could handle some nuance well, for also, sure. Like resources for women are not available. Oh, you're a mess. <laughs> resources for women are not in those positions are just not available um, as as available as abortion is. Abortion is just offered like it's hey you're mm-hmm. pregnant sure you don't want an abortion mm-hmm. and i can say this because i've been to planned parenthood for an appointment and i was offered abortion mm, and it was really? like whoa i didn't even what you know what i mean um there's this great uh there's this company working on an app right now um there's this gal she's the head of new wave feminists have you heard of them no you know remember the, the women's march there was mm-hmm. that uh group that was asked to actually get they got booted off the sponsorship list because the the head of the march found out that they were pro-life. Oh, yeah, yeah, I heard And then that. it became like, that's, I thought this was sucks, about women. Yeah. It just totally sucks. They went anyway, and, and it was great. But So Destiny is her name, and they're working on an app. And I don't remember what it's called now. That's okay. Mm. Anyway, but it's an app where young women can download the app and—, and have re- local resources like okay are you pregnant here's where you can go get a pregnancy test here's free counseling free prenatal care and all these things and it's brilliant because the reason not the reason but one of the main reasons that young women are getting abortions is because they're scared mm-hmm. and they don't know they wouldn't know what to do with the baby they don't know how to do they don't have anybody guiding them mm-hmm. you know they just show up at these clinics often with nobody a friend drops them off or whatever and then they they just they leave and that's it and then what has happened what just happened there's no yeah. counseling there's no is that that's obviously a real thing i don't know if you know anything about it i'm just saying it uh, as it seems reasonable to me i don't have a way to back it up but it seems like the trauma of having an abortion is sometimes unexpected and totally uncared for yeah. in a way that you didn't anticipate you thought oh the baby will ruin my life but if you hastily or get talked into having an abortion and then yeah, I mean that's real that's like so real, a, you man. know a, as the miscarriage that we experienced like big deal and that wasn't that was Huge maybe 10 or 12 deal. weeks and a big deal I yeah when I miscarried and that wasn't even volitional like yeah can you so I mean that's I mean there was no choice there was no choice right. there so the fact that that could happen to you they, and it's physiologically what it is and emotionally and hormonally the on and then you're gonna oh. add guilt and oh stuff on top of that well why would maybe we... carrying a baby is bad for your career, but maybe that yeah. is too. Even just on just on that level, especially if we talk people into trust me, it's just regular old procedure. It's normal. I oh, mean, well, that, that's dangerous. What what something that that I think is really important is that just everybody needs to know what happens during an abortion. I think everybody needs to just understand mm-hmm. the different procedures that happen based on how far along the um, mm-hmm. the pregnancy is. Um. A friend of mine who's actually a worship pastor at one of the big churches here, him and I were talking, and and this was back before the election, and we we're just talking about like abortion being one of the hot topics, and you know, should you vote for someone just because you're pro life, and blah mm-hmm. blah blah. And he said, "Well, I'm against," or he said, "Well, I'm okay with abortion except for like the violent kind." <laughs> 
the, I'm okay with the pill for, kind, but not to chop up the baby's kind. Because fetus. It t- I was taken aback, and I thought, well, oh, my gosh. Does he not really understand what... And I realize that he just doesn't mm-hmm. maybe understand. Like, what's less violent? Like, ejecting acid into their brain? Or, like, ripping off... Limb from limb. Limb from limb and crushing their... Like... Pick your poison, I guess, but it's just it it yeah. it blew my mind. Um, and you know, if if someone could, there's a real there's a lot of really good educational videos that show you. Okay, this is actually what happens. And if you can watch that and say like, okay, I'm okay with this or I'm not okay with this, great. At least you've made a decision. Yeah, that's right. We want to educate women, and we should be doing it with contraception too. It's like working at the OBGYN clinic that I did for so long. It was crazy. People go in there to get birth know. control, like it's Getting a burrito. It's like we we need to count really counseling people to know like are they making an educated decision? Mm-hmm. If they feel educated and they make a decision, I gotta respect them. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Well, the people get mobilized the opposite way. So first of all, what you're saying there is not a very far cry from holding a sign with the graphic photos outside the clinic. Then, right? Hey, do you find that reasonable behavior then? I mean, I think it's a little tacky. Well, but I'll tell you, yeah, if it saves know. one, if it makes I mean, one person think like, wait a second, my baby has eyeballs and a mouth and little fingernails. Ugh. It's nasty, isn't it? Yeah. But to not look at those things, to not just like out of sight, out of mind. I'm not going to talk about abortion because I wouldn't have one. It's like in, in this. I is, mean, I don't like when those people do that, though. I don't either. But as Louis C.K. said. Those protesters are shrill. We hate those protesters. But they're doing it because right. they think you're murdering children. Mm-hmm. They're not just doing I mean, who knows each individual's intentions, but that's why it's so awful is yeah. because that is how devastating that person holding the sign believes that it is. Mm-hmm. Or at least could could be that way. We don't know their total motives, yeah. but that that's true. And then on the other hand, you'd have to say like when like, what do you make of the one where people compare it to the Holocaust? Oh, it was this many of it, and we should treat it the same oh, as, a, as combating one. Hitler or something. Mm-hmm. I mean, I, I can't at all well, say that I feel that way about it. And that's what I'm saying. Could, it's an inconsistency or distance for me, but I, what do I do? If we're aborting children because they have a defect or they're, they have Down syndrome or fill in the blank, aren't we sort of picking and choosing the race that we want to have. Mm-hmm. Race is probably not the right word. Yeah. I homeschooled. Give well, me a break. It's, uh, that would be choosing. But you know what a, I'm saying? Yeah. We're sort of like uh, sort of trying to have this perfect mm-hmm. society, which is... Is it eugenic? Uh, yes. In, in, in practice a little bit. Right, it's which sweet. also brings us to like if we're, if we're aborting children be, because they might... And by, by the way, those are not always diagnostic, diagnostic. It's just sort of like, well, it's a, there's a good chance mm-hmm. they might be, have Down syndrome. Right. Which then if you abort and they don't, then it's like, what did you just do? Or But if they do, then why don't we just go euthanize everyone with Down syndrome? I mean, it's just... It doesn't make sense to me. No, I mean... It, it's just also heartbreaking because people with... People that have Down syndrome... I've, I've never experienced one that didn't have just joy. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Ugh. Wonderful. Yeah, I, I I agree. I I have a you know, a soft spot is it one way to put it, but I'm just drawn to babies. So I I I'm trying to 
untangle if I just like babies or something. I, I can't even. <laughs> you might just like. I babies. just really like them. I mean, I, I always try to see a. I, I didn't think about it until I had one, really. So mm-hmm. I just like I always kind of avoided them. I was like, I don't know, whatever. Well, they're gross. But once I, I had one, I was just like, oh my gosh, it's this the most coolest thing in the world. And I like my kids way better when they were babies than I do now. I've, mm-hmm. And other people that's say the normal. opposite, but that's true. Oh, that's normal. I, and if some of my friend has a baby, I got to go see it in the first 10 days. And the closer to the birthday. Oh, you is you the, have like a specific type of baby that you like. I don't want to be, I don't want to <laughs> over explain it like it's a, yeah. a, a freaky I, thing or anything. But but I, the, to me, this, this just the closer to birth, the more oh, exciting it is, is, the more special mm-hmm. it, the thing is. And so it, I just get super lost on it and I can't and it's the same thing as that idea of you were saying before of 100% of people that are against their pro-abortion haven't been aborted or whatever I think of that just about existence like I can't I go so far in my head that I can't even understand limiting the amount of children the family has I, that's not a stance by the way sure. but I can't really understand not having any children because to be to exist I'm an existing person, mm-hmm. and I'm glad I exist. Yes. So I say, who wouldn't want to exist? I, I, right. I go so far as to be like, I don't think you should have a vasectomy because, I mean, I can't even understand why you wouldn't want to have a fourth kid because, what, are you going to have less pairs of clothes and shoes per kid? Like, that doesn't even compute to me. Like, Because I, you love your kids so much. Yeah, I've never even met, I've never even met a a sibling that was like, yeah, I wish we didn't have the littlest brother because then we could all have a little bit more lunch money and I could have yeah. a better car. We could have better food well, at home. Commun- that doesn't even make sense. We're communal people. This is why I want more than one ch- ch- child is because I feel like just by nature, we go in packs. We're in, we're Seems like you should have communal. as many as possible. I, That's the logical thing. I'm not saying that I don't hold that view and hold people to that, but I, if you have nine kids... I think you'll be glad. I don't know. I don't My know friend who has seven kids, she's a she's a Catholic. Which one do you convert. wish didn't exist? Okay. Yeah. Uh, tell right? me that. Okay. I mean, oh. that just kind of seems. Na- womp, womp. Yeah. I don't know. <laughs> yeah, but she's she's exhausted and hilarious and and but so happy. Like the now she's white. Mm-hmm. Sure. They've got money. Mm-hmm. In a really good relationship, it's different. I know the last point of view I'm saying is obnoxious. I'm just saying it's my natural thought is along the lines of what? Hey, I'm with you. Like you're telling me you don't want to have more kids because the last one cried too much. I mean, so the oh. next kid doesn't get to exist. I mean, not even, I'm talking about even before it's fertilized. It, that yeah. still strikes me as odd. So that you're, colors my. Yeah, which kind of goes to like view, if but. you are fertile, you have like this, you should keep the human race going. Yeah. I, uh, hey, uh, yeah. I love it. I mean, we're humans, right? Like, yeah. you're humans. I mean, you can make them. I mean, oh my gosh. But we what? can also adopt them. Yes, yes. Oh, boy. Yes. Yeah, so that's the other issue is to be pro-life means, means a lot more things. A lot than more. And don't. you know this argument that, is, uh, that I always hear, which is, okay, well, if you're going to be anti-abortion, then you need to be willing to adopt all the babies. Is that true? Do you think that? No. Okay. That's absurd <laughs> to me. Okay. Now, am I... Do I want to be more involved in getting people resources and and um, supporting adoptive families and doing all this? Yes. On am a one-on-one, though, would— like, Am I open to adoption? Yeah. How would that play? See, I think we short-circuit there because even what you just said there, if somebody came to me that I slightly knew, friend of a friend, mm-hmm. and said, I'm thinking about going to the clinic, and I could talk them out of it, 
Mm-hmm. They said, but I'm going to give you the baby or I'm going to the clinic. I'd have to say, I think I'd probably take the baby. Well, you would take the baby because you I, love but I babies. Wouldn't, but then if another person came the next day and then the next day, <laughs> at some point I wouldn't, I guess. But at some point you'd be like, okay, let me figure this out because I want these babies to find homes. Yeah. So That's the I'm way going we should, yeah. to support this organization and try and figure out how I can, you know, there's, there's, there are ways to fix the adoption mess that we have but that argument which is like okay then you have to take all the babies is the same argument it's like well people that are anti-immigration or you have to therefore you need to have to put immigrant in your basement you have to have you have to take 30 of them in your house Mm -hmm. well that's not that's not true at all but um but it's another thing to have empty words and say you're pro-immigration because it's Cool, but you're not done. It it. I mean, you cool, could you could give it? some amount of dollars, right? Twenty dollars if How you're giving hundred dollars. Cool to be pro-immigration, okay. but it just is mm. so uncool to be pro-life. It's well, just so uncool to feel how I feel. Yeah. Ugh. It's a little I bit used of a to trap. Be so cool. The, it's it's a trap, and it's tricky for those who I think are intellectually honest about it, and less ideological yeah. and. Uh, you know, free thinking is hard. It's a harder place to be. That's why, right? I mean, yeah. that, that, that kind of sums it up, doesn't it? Like, it ain't yeah. a great place to be. It's easier to go one way or the other. Yeah. It would be so much easier to not feel this way. I don't love being pro-life. Mm-hmm. Um, I actually kind of, it makes me kind of nauseous. <laughs> like, just thinking <laughs> about, like, all the things that are going on and how heavy it is on my heart. I don't, it would be so much easier to just be like, you know what? Not my problem. I mm-hmm. wouldn't have an abortion. I mean, I I don't think that you can be morally, truly morally opposed to something, but okay with someone else doing it. Truly moral. I mean, we're talking mm-hmm. about like in your heart of hearts, it should bother you if you're really against something. Um, It's like, you can't, and this is, uh, I'm going to get, toasted over this analogy but you can't say I'm totally against slavery but I'm okay with you owning a couple slaves because then you're not morally opposed to that well it depends if it involves another person so gay marriage for instance is not like hurting a person ending a person's life that's what I'm talking about Mm -hmm. sure I think that you could be morally opposed to gay marriage I guess but be okay with your neighbor or whatever your neighbors getting married because it's not affecting the out yeah I mean that's different when it involves the other person and their consent that's where it doesn't oh consent yeah that's where it falls apart, mm-hmm. and you have to be consistent, or else you're being hypocritical somewhere. Right. And someone's, and the the thing I I don't understand is like most pro choice people are very liberal. They're very much about human rights, equality, and they're always about like being the voice for the voiceless. And that's where it doesn't make sense to me. Well, we've the reason why that is is something in the neighborhood of these identities are put on first and then we go and out. Then, you know what I mean? You yeah. assume your cultural identity and platform or left or right because you have whatever. you have to choose between the two. Well, well, you can't you can't have no opinion on every issue until you've done your research nor could you come sure. to it with a blank slate anyway. Yeah. So, thus we must inherit from either those around us or right. an ideology or our parents or a religion 
our defaults, and then we can go challenge them. Right. Okay. So we ha- that's just a w- where it is. Yeah. Not to mention there are rewards for going along with the flow in anything yeah. too. So yeah. swimming against that is both difficult and not rewarded. And we enter society not obviously as a blank slate at yeah. all. So uh, it's not that surprising that it is the way that it is. Yeah. I just think people would be surprised to find out that we can talk about this with each other without it being like the picket lines and all the yelling and mm-hmm. all the judgment. Are you sure? I mean, you've done, I'm, I'm saying like me and you kind of agree, so we can well, talk about it. But have you, I mean, have you yes, done conversations with people who've had abortions that have been civil? And Yes. Yeah. Um, a friend of mine recently terminated her pregnancy because he had a sweet little babe had like four different disorders going on. I mean, there was just like, there was just so much going on. And and the idea was, okay, even even if it was a live birth, he's not going to live more than an hour kind of thing. And man, that's one of those decisions. You just kind of have to decide where you're at because I believe that, you know, we should let life end when it is ready to end. Is Would that be easy? No. Yeah. I can't imagine. I cannot imagine. Do I judge her for choosing to terminate? Not at all. No, yeah, I don't at all. Not at all. Does my heart break? Yeah. Mm-hmm. So, so how we have to separate it is if we're really heartbroken about babies' lives being ended, we have to just solely be heartbroken about those babies' lives and love these women. Your experiences you can have, I mean, that's still a little different though than somebody that chose to have an abortion to, for, the, for their career sake or because of their feminist belief Well, or sure, but um, my friend that I said that I've been talking to this last year and who gave me this whole great list about like these assumptions that pro-choicers have about pro-lifers, um, she, she has given me a lot of insight into the mind of someone who... Ha- has those sort of social, I call them social abortions. Is that terrible? Probably. What be, does that mean? <laughs> <laughs> meaning uh, having an abortion for social or economic reasons and not medical reasons. Social abortion sounds no, re- like no, a that weird seem like the best part, term. something that would happen at a weird party, to like it? free yeah. tattoos. Yeah. What about convenience? <laughs> That'd be a, that'd be a, Ooh, a little accusatory word yeah. there, but that's because that closer. makes it sound like it's just this easy thing. And I I get that it's not, but man, there's got to be more weight to it. Either you believe it is a life, or you don't. Mm-hmm. And I respect people who say yes, I believe it is a right. Uh, it's a life. It's its own person. But I still believe that the woman has the right to choose. Mm-hmm. I actually respect that point of view mm-hmm. because it makes sense. It can be logically consistent. There's no like, well, but if you really look at science, they they agree with me with the science portion of it. They just disagree with me as far as like, who's who we get to decide or who's. Do you know what I'm saying? Well, there's ethical stuff you can't solve, like the trolley thing. Like, would you? actively kill somebody to save two passively yeah. or if we decide not to uh, do certain policies we know this going to result in a certain amount of deaths worldwide from hunger like you yeah. know like there's either passive the, the activeness uh, like for sure anybody with power 
at all is making decisions that result in death. Well, yeah. We know that, yeah. right? But it's not active. Yeah. And so is it really all about the activity of the person or society as a whole? Yeah. They are reasonable points. You can yes. make the argument as society, society as a whole is better to push one person off than harm 10 or yep. kill 10 passively. But most people would choose the passive option. Like, yeah. I don't, if those 10 people die, at least I didn't push the yep. one. Yep. I mean, th- there's short circuiting here that we have to acknowledge that is not really yeah. solvable. Yeah, man, it's ugly. It's ugly. And um, it, it made me think, this last election really made me think, uh, I was telling my friend about like, okay, but as people who, as someone that is pro-life, like Hillary, for example, almost like borderline gets excited about abortion, <laughs> which just like, man, I bet she's a cool lady, but that just bums me out. You know what I'm saying? So I was saying like, well, I just ethically don't know if I can vote for her because you know, this moral dilemma I'm having. And he said, well, but she is so much better with our global policy. She might actually keep us Save out lives, for, maybe, of yeah. war. So if you're pro-life... Some people think she started World War Three. so now I what mean, are we talking she, about? But in, th- but in theory, if she kept us from being in war, right. we are saving lives... Because babies' lives don't aren't any more valid or, or worth more than an adult soldier's life, mm-hmm. equally value. And uh, my pro-choice friend had mentioned that there is they make an assumption that as pro-lifers we believe that babies' lives trump everything else, uh-huh. and that's not that's it not shouldn't tr- be true. It's not true, yeah, yeah. but that is a really. It's really good for me to hear. That's people being tossed around by politics and identities and stuff. That's yes. that's, that's the wrong thing. And it just makes me so mad to see people manipulated by mm-hmm. the public or the press or the politicians. Yeah, the, and that's why people need to talk about it. Yeah. Because there's so much to talk about. You know, about. I heard, speaking of Hillary, uh, I read an article about it, and the last person I talked to on the podcast mentioned it somewhat. There was a big case for why you should have voted for Hillary, even if you were pro life. Even if you're pro life yeah. overall. And it was, it was a compelling case. And one of the points made somewhere is that abor- during the last two o- Obama terms, abortions did have been on the decrease, they've been going down effectively. Like right. the amount that has happened is actually less. Yeah. And you can attribute that to the way they deal with birth control, the way, I mean, who knows? Sure. But, and then what are we counting as abortions? Right. And, right. Yeah. So there's cases to be made all the way around that that yeah. you just can't. I mean, I think of everything this way. is like I'm usually looking for a principle to act on because otherwise you're just being like Trump or a politician or somebody else. You're just seeking some secondary thing or power right. or, or something. So, you, you, the, of course, you respect principled people. And principle principles, as many, if you can boil it down and find a principle, that's your best co- conduct you can have. You, because you can change your principle or right. be wrong about it. Yeah. But you can try to be consistent. You can try to operate out of principle, whether it be for liberty or for life or for whatever it is. Yeah. It's at least the best, seems the best way. Otherwise, you're just, you're, Simply opposing other people or seeking power or whatever. All and that again, that's is. not it's not help it's doing nothing for your cause. Yeah. So the hard We're work getting... isn't to start with your position or cause, but it's to boil down and do some thinking and try to arrive like, at your principles and then we, find what the outcomes yeah. are. Like we all, like I said, we all can agree that there should be less. 
okay, well, let's talk about how we can have just a little bit less. Let's mm-hmm. start there That's instead great. of like, let's eradicate They it, do right? that with uh, veganism, for instance. They say it's, you're better <laughs> off to eat less meat than you are to announce yeah. you're a vegan and then break or just start be obnoxious. Less meat. Just eat less meat and then yeah. eat less meat and the more you eat can do the better. Just a little bit. Just like, they say that's more yeah. effective, but people don't like it because they like the identity of putting yes, on I'm a vegetarian. So so. That's where I'm at. I mean, if people bring up the, okay, but what about if the woman, if the woman's, if the mom's life is in danger? Okay. What if we only had those abortions? Great. Great. We'll start there. Let's start I'll there. Give you, I'll give you those. I love it. Yeah. But that's not happening. Right. Because... Ugh. Well, same, they do it in guns, same things. Like, well, we can't give an inch because then they'll take a mile yeah. and we're, it's us versus them. There and will all this always be abortion. Yeah. I'm not an idiot. Yeah. I, I'm not an idiot. And I would like to say like, and forgive me if I said this already, but there's this idea that if the, if we eradicate abortion, if we make it illegal, then all pregnant women who don't want their babies are going to go home, and forgive me, I'm going to be a little bit gross, take a wire hanger, mm-hmm. shove it up their vaginas, and give themselves um, a horrible at-home abortion, right? Mm-hmm. That's, that is the one thing that people say that will happen if we if abortion becomes illegal, mm-hmm. can we give women a little more credit? I mean, that will happen some, though. Sure, but if that's the argument, instead of saying, "Okay, well, where can we meet halfway?" It is like, "Okay, well, right. you can't yeah, do right. this because that's then right. everyone." If again, if you if meet halfway, sub- you're evil for conceding to yeah. the liberals if or something gonna, like if, that. I mean, if we're going to empower women, can we? If, if that's what they're doing, then. It's real clear women need to be more educated mm-hmm. because most women n- are smart enough to know that sticking a wire hanger up your vagina is very dangerous for you. Forget mm-hmm. the baby. Right? Mm-hmm. So if we're acknowledging, if the pro-choice movement is saying, well, this is going to happen, let's make sure women are more educated than that. Because that's nuts. It's true. And there are like, there's unfortunately like 300 ways to give yourself an abortion. That's just like the one that people talk about the most because it's, I think, the most graphic. But um, it just bums me out that we're supposed to be so pro-women. But that's, we need to give each other a little bit more credit. Well, it's interesting just to know that there is a side of atheist, agnostic, and feminism and women-empowered people that have different viewpoints on this issue that movement that acknowledgement of that is nice that's exciting, that's, that's a movement that's yeah. a, that's a, that's something in my book like and as a christian i'm okay with taking jesus out of the conversation i think yeah it i don't has i don't to. even he has doesn't to. seem to color i mean i am you seem to think that that's where you get your values and stuff from i think it's it's just even simpler than that i don't think it has almost much i mean well, but i as, can draw a lot of religious significance sure. or why that is but i think if you take all that out of i think everything i i think most of my view is still holds up just as in yep. general logic and which just, is which is why i'm a part of that group yeah. is because Telling people they're sinners for be- for believing abortion's okay is not that's you can't hold people who aren't Christians to Christian beliefs. It doesn't make any sense, mm-hmm. and it's not fair. 
True, of course. But I mean, I don't even think like the Christian view would be the one that would almost lend itself to, well, it doesn't matter they go to heaven or something anyway. I'm sure God takes care of it. That almost would let you sure, off the hook yeah. more than, uh, than an wins. atheist views all oh, you fucking got. This is it. And you didn't yeah. even let it out. Oh my gosh. That, so- that sounds more criminal from an atheistic point of view. Yeah. Doesn't it? Isn't it interesting though? That's why I'm so excited to find these people because I'm so refreshed. I always apologize to some of my atheist friends. Like, dude, I'm so sorry I made this. <laughs> we, <laughs> we as Christians have sort of ruined this platform for, for sure. you guys because good luck to you, but also thank you mm-hmm. because um, some of the people that are doing the most work right now and having the most impact are not talking about their faith. I think you can do a good job and leave the faith part. I'm so happy. And a lot of Christians give me a hard time uh, about that because they think I'm backsliding. Well, I mean, that's just, I mean, I don't know. That's a question of pragmatism, if nothing else. It's like if you throw that, I mean, you get something out of throwing that badge up. Well, I know that's life because I know we're creating the image of God. Well, I mean, that's good for you to make yourself feel better, but I don't find it that pragmatic mm-hmm. but convincing somebody else. It doesn't work. Except for the fundamental fact of, in fact, it'd probably work better in the opposite way. Even in an evangelical way, it would still make more sense to try to demonstrate that you and the atheist both believe that humans have value. Clearly, Clearly. we do. Yes. And then maybe once you get there, then maybe they'll like, oh, yeah, I guess so. In yeah. fact, I really think they have value. And then maybe, then maybe the religious stuff starts to make sense to them. Secondarily, yeah, like that would be a good bridge, in yeah. my opinion, to go in the opposite direction. Yeah, and I think I mean most people can, most people get broken up about like animal rights, but they won't even want they don't even want to talk about. Yeah, there's a lot of contradictions it's out crazy. there. With, especially the women thing is is a big one. The women thing. The women thing. <laughs> well, I'm saying it, it causes the same thing when you talk about uh, Islam or something. Oh, like yeah. it's like, oh wait, we've got some real contradictions here, right? Mm-hmm. Like we think. Women are valuable, but now we're protecting Muslims, but they don't think they are. You think, you know what I mean? Like, yeah. that, that's a whole other thing. It's like, well, we protect life, we're anti violence, we protect animals, but fetuses not as much as well, I saw this young cows. Really I great, mean, we get, it gets crazy quick. I saw this but. sign that was like, bacteria on Mars is considered the first sign of life, but a heartbeat in a person like, right, is not. not. Right. Yeah, uh, just what? a slight heartbeat yeah, before it can that. feel pain. Right. Those are the kind of like as if things that yeah. I hold true because. I love that. Well, I, yeah, I, I feel like science is on my side, and I it feels good. Well, yeah, I, I even I even avoid that. Even hearing you say that makes me cringe a little bit. I, cringe is a mean word to say to somebody, but oh, I, I don't it. even it like the notion of sides. Too. You know, like I don't even really want to be right. It's not about even that. Sure. It's just like can't like. But it gives it allows me to sleep at night yeah. knowing okay, this makes the most sense mm-hmm. to me because. Um, Humans have to start somewhere, and I just you have to kind of pick a starting point, you know what I'm saying? Yep, and I think that you know, beginning with criticism or analysis, you don't have to have silver bullet solutions for stuff, and you can just do a little bit. And this is a difficult podcast to end, it's heavy, I guess, in that regard, but yeah, I don't know what else there is to say here. But maybe people can move a little bit and just do one step. And I think to criticize yeah. is valid if well, you can do it, yeah, fairly not and, starting with all that stuff. You know. I mean, we've all got we've we've all got to just start talking to each other about like where we're at in life, why we believe the things that we do before we get to the, well, I disagree because, you know? Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. I mean, it's so stupid. Like, All I ever hear anybody saying is, we need to have a conversation. We need to have a conversation, but it just doesn't... Nobody's having a conversation. <laughs> well, it just doesn't seem... I don't know. Like, what's the deal Start with that? With like, your, every yeah. single issue, people talk about it being a conversation, but yet most of the consumption 
is not conversational. Yeah, I, I mean, can't even have conversations with most of my Christian pro life friends yeah. about this right. because so, they think that I'm crazy. Yeah. So only. I mean, what? Yeah, I don't know. That's crazy. I mean, I don't know how to end it either. <laughs> well, it's all right. It's all right. But Ellen, thank you, you baby for, crying. Yeah, no, no, let's not do that. We won't soundtrack this episode or anything, play sad music under it. But no, I appreciate being able to speak about it, you know, clearly and relatively freely and with the nuance of it. So this is a good environment for that. So yeah. podcasts aren't the silver bullet, but at least it, this works well to, to do a topic yeah. like this to me, except for the people screaming at their phones right now of the stuff you missed or forgot to take a hard line or um, me you're attacking women it. or whatever it is that you're doing. So yeah. I'm glad that well, you, we don't have to do it in front of an audience. You would feel them cringe multiple times during the thing. Boo. Hmm. Yeah. But I don't think you said anything goofy, do you? Is it you feel like you said anything you need to apologize for or clear up? No. Is there anything you want me to take out of the feed before I publish it? No. No, of course not. It's totally fine. I think people will take you um, as you are and totally understand the person that you are that might. Some people will feel like, oh, somebody that believes life at conception, what a quite reasonable person that was. I think yes. That's that's all I want. Right. And I think that's what you'll get. Yeah. So... I don't think you got anything to worry about, but thank you for thinking through it with me a little bit today. Yeah, happy to be here. Thanks. All right. Appreciate it, Ellen. You've been listening to the Jabberjaw Podcast Network, jabberjawmedia.com. Hey there, I am Johnny Christ from Avenged Sevenfold, and I've got a podcast called Drinks with Johnny you're going to want to check out. I sit down with a bunch of different people from all different walks of life, from professional wrestlers to actors, comedians, fighters, musicians, everything in between. I'm just looking to make some friends and have a good time doing it. So if that sounds like something you're into, go check out Drinks with Johnny, streaming everywhere now. Ever heard of Stoicism? Chances are, if you have, you've heard of stoicism with a lowercase s and not stoicism with an uppercase s. Lone wolves, no emotions, antisocial behavior, cold, indifference, all that is stoicism with a lowercase s. Stoicism with an uppercase s is the ancient Greek philosophy and virtue ethics framework that centers on service to the cosmopolis, to include your family, friends, community, and planet, and the development of a good moral character. My name is Tanner Campbell, and I'm the host of Practical Stoicism, a three times a week podcast teaching Stoic principles and concepts to anyone interested through the exploration of texts and deep dives into various moral topics. You can find Practical Stoicism where you're already listening to podcasts by searching for Practical Stoicism or by going to stoicismpod.com. I invite you to give it a listen today. You just might like it.